get some water. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Hey, Trish, it's going good. Time to talk and about some drag race. We're back to drag race today. Oh my god, drag race is um okay. This is like this is like the tea for fucking drag race fatigue because season 14 is getting good, and then like we have UK versus the world, which has just been lit from the jump. Good. So um we're tired. I yeah, I'm tired because I'm actually watching all this shit. Um, because I'm super excited for it to come out. Like I I use a VPN to watch UK versus the world at two because it usually doesn't come out until like the evening in Canada for some reason. So um i watch it when everyone else gets to watch it because i don't want shit spoiled for me because like these fucking queens like jimbo be spoiler alert jumping on oh, talking sweet. about how they went home um <laughs> on uh, fucking hello. live streams <laughs> hey come on not fair man um but anyways okay so season 14 we season have 14. missed a lot so we had the um she's a super tease um okay that episode is fucking hilarious i really enjoyed that episode <laughs> it's so stupid yeah it was a, it was an interesting episode that is for sure um fucking deja <laughs> i was born very early <laughs> i couldn't speak <laughs> I couldn't take care of him. I couldn't go to the bathroom. I threw him by myself. <laughs> oh, that was hysterical. It was fucking beautiful. Uh, cornbread, just like continuously pulling out food from like every fucking places I didn't think one could pull food out from. Uh, uh, I love that they uh, was, I love the whole like conflama drama. Maddie and someone else being straight. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, it was diabetic. Yeah. I'm straight uh, too. Diabetic. <laughs> um honestly, like it was just such a like I I hope they bring that challenge back just for the sheer fact that like it's it, it is kind of like, you know, it is part of like production of the show is to like um I because I've heard drag teaser. queens talk about this is to like, yeah, make a little teaser is so like, you know, they'll have you do a little chat in the fucking workroom and you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff and like in the mirror and blah, 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 blah. Because they need like a little tease action, right? So like, it's like very something that they do. So it's like not the weirdest challenge, but it delivered some hilarious results, which is why I want to see it Um, back because it gives these girls a chance to just go fucking nuts and get ugly. Yeah, the one my favorite challenge that we haven't talked about was when they brought back the eliminated queens. Um, it was Tempest Azure. Oh yeah, that was the next episode. That was the next episode. Save that, the, the look. Save a queen. Save, save, save a queen. Because honestly, the looks for the teaser episode was kind of e eh, all over the place. And that's the episode that Alyssa Hunter went home, I believe. Yes, the super tease was the episode that Alyssa Hunter went home. We said bye to the Puerto Rican papi. Um, and there was a lot of like bitterness about that, but um, I don't. Ooh, a lot of bitterness about that. Oh, oh no. Um, uh, I'm not touching that, honestly. Yeah, I'm leaving that one alone, too. Um, 
Then we have Save a Queen. Then we have Save a Queen, which um, I was fucking ecstatic to see James Mansfield, Mansfield. Tempest they Azure, and, and, and fucking Kamara, Kamara Hall back. Kamara Hall. Oh, and what? It was, it was so, so wonderful. cute. It was just like, an, it was such a nice little homecoming for queens that have like actually done, like done a lot with going home first, actually. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was really fun because like Tempest Azure is like living her life. Um, James Manfield is like fucking doing all the wigs and shit like that and stuff, right? And I think Kamora's pretty and, busy in Chicago. Oh yeah, so, I, I lo- like I love seeing the little things, and then then at the end when they actually showed everything, the queens like trying to. It was it was the the, the little PSAs that they put were super cute, and I love at the end when um they had Sarah McLaughlin come on to. This is Sarah oh, McLaughlin. Yes, and this Canadian is horrible royalty. on so many levels. And this is horrible on so many levels. Canadian icon, me and Byron were like screaming at the TV when we saw her. <laughs> oh, I love Sarah Quintessential. McLaughlin. I love um, her. The other highlight of the episode was they let the ladies do a runway. They gave them all a runway. Yes. So the the and even the uh, returning queens got a little runway moment, which was very nice. I love when they do that. It's like, what is it? Um, on UK every season, doesn't it all the all the queens from the season get like have like a uh, finale outfit? They do. Um, yeah. They bring back well, all the girls do since yeah. they started filming the finale. But yeah, they brought back. They bring back. They brought back the three girls. They had their runway moment, and Kamara, is it Kamara's dress was so pretty. I love James. She just looked like a genie. Like oh, I love, I love those. Like she just popped so out of the bottle. It right? was good. It's no, so it was cute. good. Um, and then what was? And then we had the. Oh, sorry. The another Amazon challenge. Amazon Prime. Which is hysterical Not- because we had Miss Jasmine Kennedy so thirsty for a sewing challenge, and we'll get into what happened with that later. Yeah, um, but we got some oh, sad and, news yes, at the cor- beginning of Amazon Prime. So corn not only did Orion's story go home, we had a short story from Orion's story. It wasn't a long, it wasn't a full novel. We just got the short story from her. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Maybe she didn't have the full novel ready. Maybe she was just teasing the novel with the short story. Um, yeah. and then we also lost cornbread. Yeah. Um, normally at the beginning, the girls. You know, Rue, they get the, you've got Rue and they all gather around. This time Rue came in and was saying, you know, I know you guys know Cornbread is miss, is not here. And they played a video of Cornbread said Cornbread had a, was it a knee injury? Ankle. Was it? An ankle injury. And the doctor told her she couldn't be on her feet for about six to eight weeks. So that took her out of the competition. Yeah. Which all the other girls instantly unclenched their assholes a little bit. We're like, oh my God, I might have a chance at actually making it to the final. Uh, yeah, except for Willow. That was Willow's support system. I know, and I'm really sad for Willow because I fucking love that bitch. Yeah, um, but... and then, so yeah, but so this is... okay, here's the other question. Okay, because they're like, oh, like no one noticed that Cornbread wasn't there, right? They all get mic'd up in the same fucking room. They knew she wasn't there. Well, it's hard not to. I, no, no. They all get in the vans together. 
They all get picked no up from the to, fucking hotel. I will say, no offense to a fellow plus size sister, but she takes up space, like personality wise, and like she's a big girl. So you had to fucking notice she was there. Exactly. So, like, mm, production, calling it out again, always for and forever. Well, you know, we all know. And if y'all don't know this, then please come out of the rock you're living under. Oh, my God. Stop using King's Monsoon's delusion. Like, stop. It's not helping you. It's clearly problematic. Exactly. We all know production feeds these girls questions. The girls have talked about it. Where while they're doing their makeup, they're like, oh, talk about such and such and such a thing to so-and-so. Like, they manufacture these moments. Yes, they and they go through a pressure pot. They become sisters. They become good friends. But all the drama that the toxic fandom goes after is manufactured. So yeah. chill out, people. Pull your tits. Um. So then, what we had the all the pick the, crew brought out the boxes, the boxes, and boxes, and boxes, and boxes, and boxes, and boxes. My cats would have been fucking ecstatic. Yeah, um, Paul would have had a seizure. Of, um, so Michelle ordered way too much on taking Glambian. No, no, no. I remember this. I actually remember this. This, this episode okay. I watched. What's the story? And I want to. I want to give it. So. <laughs> Go ahead. What's the story? Michelle Visage was taking too much Glambian. And was sleep shopping and ordering things on Glamazon Prime. But then she took care of her problem by going to the Acid Betty Ford Center. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Acid Betty. Yes, I remember that because I just listened to a podcast about it earlier today. Um, Oh shit, my battery's low. I gotta grab a card. (laughs) (laughs) So after Ruth gives this explanation... She brings out, the pit crew brings out a bunch of boxes of unusual material. The shit. You don't know what's in the boxes because, like any good Glamazon Prime delivery, it's sealed. And so we, you mentioned Jasmine Kennedy. Yes. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to grab my power cable before my computer dies. So here, my lovely co-host mentions Jasmine Kennedy. And what is the one thing Jasmine does? Every fucking Start box. Start hoarding boxes. They could have done an A&E episode of Hoarders on her just in that moment. Seriously. And then poor Willow with his, um, with his um, you know, illness. Condition. Disease. Yeah, ailment. Can't his open condition boxes. couldn't open any of the boxes. So they were, how is it that I want to phrase this? They were left to the mercy of the scraps everybody else did not want. Yep. And you know what? We'll talk about it later. It was not the worst. Um, so, like, literally, like that, I don't, I don't know what Jasmine Kennedy thought she was going to be doing. Um, but, like, she had, she had to have known that, like, grabbing all that excess was not going to pay off in the long run. Because, like, man, they love to tell you on Drag Race, edit edit <laughs> edit your shit mm-hmm. was, it that, was it that they keep saying Coco Chanel that before you leave the house take one thing off yeah in her case she's she's like the she's like um what Jocelyn Fox she needs to take off like six uh 
<laughs> um, but real. yeah, so they all in the workroom and they talk to Rue and Rue literally just almost says, Georges, I might put you in the bottom because I like watching you perform. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. He goes, yeah, Rue's like, what? It wouldn't be the worst thing if you ended up in the bottom. Oh my God. Like the amount of times Rue just kind of looked at Gordon Georges and was like, yeah, I just kind of want to put you in the bottom to watch you dance. <laughs> like, And quite honestly, she can perform, but really, that outfit though. It hurt. Yeah. No, it, just, it was just like Rue, like, come on. Give her some confidence. You're just like fully like, mm. Oh, but I love that. I can watch like, you, you dance see, every week. It's fine. You you see the crack <laughs> on her face. Well, yeah, because no one wants to fucking be lip syncing every week just because Rue's a sociopath. Right, like you see her happy, like, oh, Rue really liked it. And then you see the, I could put you in the bottom every week. Conk. Right. This face falls. Um, lots of girls end up like, a couple of girls end up completely redoing their outfit. Um, Quite a few. Georges. Georges like completely like fucking top to bottom. Carrie Colby gives her a shower curtain and she turns that into something gorgeous so Pretty, gorgeous on yeah, georges really good really good actually. it was really gorgeous yeah it was gorgeous on georges um so then um the runway oh yeah then we had that little issue between diabetti and willow pill where um diabetti owns baby doll now we know just in case anyone out there who's listening oh, was thinking about doing a baby doll look had, anywhere in the future on this planet earth i had kind of i had kind of around that because willow ended up oh. wanting to do a baby doll with the garment she and got. and diabetti owns it she just flat out owns it she she literally pulled out her copyright and was like no bitch slammed it down on the table and she's like i fucking own this i literally bought it before i came here copyright yeah I love it. She's like, oh, uh, Willow, just to let you know, in case in case you were wondering, I'm going to do a baby doll. Um, to quote something that's already been said this season, that was a lot of emotions for safe. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, um, yeah, she was safe. Um, her and Willow were safe. Yeah, her and Willow were safe. Um, sure. Bottom... Georgia's one. Georgia's just one. Um, so I guess she's read the biggest sigh of relief after we basically said you're screwed. <laughs> right? Like just looked at her and was like, I just want to watch you dance. Dance. You want to be a star, don't you? Like <laughs> it's like dance, puppet, dance. I know it's like Rue thinks that just so she's like, I can say you were born to do drag and then say any hateful fucking thing after that I want. <laughs> what do you say to that? fucking know man i'm sorry i will go on the podcast on record on the past <laughs> and i don't know if i've said this before on here but i will say it again i have no fucking interest in meeting rupaul i do not think drag revolves around him i appreciate what he did for drag but i want to give him the huge middle finger fair enough aggressive very well, <laughs> he's fucked to me and this is come like i love drag as an art form and 
you can ask Nicole, you can ask my other friends, you know this, Bianca knows this, like anybody that really knows me knows I love and respect drag as an art form. I know how much work and Nicole clued us in a little bit on it on the last podcast when she was on that it's a lot of work you take and you as a as a burgeoning drag queen know it takes a lot of work to get outfits together wigs together do your makeup if you're traveling to grab your stuff travel to where you're going get ready in a little cramped room with four or five or six other queens right though like it's i wouldn't know i wouldn't know about that but like i've I've definitely heard enough stories from drag queens about the like fucking places you have to get ready and how mortifying a lot they can of be. work it's a, and you don't do drag dress it's a lot of work like you, to get ready you know that it's a lot of work so I respect so much these queens so much your art form but when it comes to Rue it's like all all they care about is money so they're churning out and we talked about we started this talking about drag race you're talking about how many freaking spinoffs, Thailand, Holland, España, Italia, Philippines coming out. There's Mexico and there's France coming out. There's UK, there's UK versus the world. There's like 15, 16 more seasons of Drag Race that's been approved. And it's not like before we had to wait winter and like summer or winter to winter you know, twice a year, maybe once a year. Now it's like you have, we started, what was it? Um, Season 14 in January. We started Drag Race UK versus the world February. Mm-hmm. Now sometime in like summer, June, July, we're starting Holland or España. Yeah, but I feel like it's meant to be more of like an a la carte thing. I don't think you're meant to, I don't think you're meant to take it all in. I honestly think it's meant to be more of like a mm-hmm. pick what you want. It- Oh, absolutely. I agree. Like, I'm don't, I kind of, I didn't watch Italia. I watched one episode, two maybe, and I couldn't get into it. Thailand, I watched one season, a couple of other seasons, because they, you know, it's. They only have two for Thailand. I couldn't, yeah, like some of, I lost the first season, some of the second season, but I couldn't get into it because it's hard to find. Now they're all on Wall Presents. And then the subtitles were hard. I'm going to try to go watch season two now. It's just, it's a oh, lot. I found by the end of season one, they said so many of the same words. I just knew what they were. Like I half oh, yeah. understood Thai. Like I, I half understood what they were talking about. I don't know. Thailand's yeah. my favorite overall. Oh, yeah. I like the first season. The thing with me though, is like, it's, it, I get it. It's a la carte, but you're turning out so many drag queens and you're turning out like this toxic phantom. Well, I, I, you, here's the thing. Like the, the creator is never responsible for the toxicity of the fandom. That's not a thing. Um, oh, video no, game designers absolutely. don't make a game and then be like, oh, we want the people who play this to be assholes. That's not how that works. Same with a show. So I can't agree that there. Um, okay. The toxic, like people being toxic is their own fuckery. Like that's their own stupid shit. Like people feeling the need to send death threats to girls because they don't like them. Yeah. Or whatnot. That's people's stupid shit. Production doesn't promote that. What production does is perpetuate trauma and ask for. Well, it's not production's job to stop toxic fandom. No, but they can. They can say something about people it. People should be able don't. to police themselves. 
I know, but people should like it's not I don't know. I don't think it's like I don't think it's up for Fenton to go and be like drag race fans are toxic, they shouldn't be. Like, I don't think that's Fenton's job. No, no, I I agree with you that it, it isn't necessarily the job the is to make a show. Ruth's fault. Yeah, the job is to make a show. If people are assholes, then people need to be people need to hold themselves accountable. Yeah. I just I don't know. I'm just like at this point and all this stuff, you know, like all the things that have come out, I'm just like, okay, I don't wish any harm on Rue or on the production team. I'm just like, I'm burned out on drag race. I'd much rather go see some local talent. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Like I I don't watch much TV, so it's kind of just like it's the the seasons I watch, I watch. I don't know. I really only watch like three or four franchises to be honest i watch like i watch uk and i uk versus the world honestly if it was a bunch of queens i had no idea of i probably wouldn't watch it like if i'm being honest like you know and, I mean? and it's a good show though that is the truth it is a good show yeah we'll talk about that when we come back from the break because like that is the tea that is the real tea. yes um, so shall we take a break and then come back? Yes, that's from the break because like that is the T. That is the real T. Yes. Um, so shall we take a break and then come back? Yes, that's okay. Um and we're, back. we're back. Um now we're gonna talk about UK be the world which is just if you are not watching this show fuck you i don't care you're stupid um easily probably the most entertaining franchise so far i would say oh for sure best franchise um they absolutely really did bring a top-notch run of girls for this show i can't say that enough like all of everyone that came to this show is really like at the top of their game like oh yeah it's bananas um it's they're great so we've had three episodes yes we talked about the first episode which was there like we'll just quickly recap again we did a watch along um yeah we did a watch along so that lemon went home unfortunately and pangina and jimbo lip-synced for the win the second episode it was jimbo the rupaul ball Oh no, we're gonna the talk RuPaul about each of these. Ball. We're gonna talk about each of these because I fucking love these. And I yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it was no, the RuPaul ball. They the had RuPaul to bring ball. what three fierce looks, which the first one was Kitty Girl Couture. The mm-hmm. second one was Butch Queen. And the third look, which they had to create in the workroom themselves, was a was dress that RuPaul would wear herself. So so imagine the pressure. Right though, that is a fucking. I swear to God, there. I I have this like weird feeling in my stomach that like the winner of this could potentially move on to be host Drag Race. Oh uh, well, there's one in the running already. Who is? <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll get more into that. Um. So, so um highlights, obvious highlights and lowlights. Um. <laughs> I'm getting my hair done. Low light was Juju B for me. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Juju. I don't. I don't know what Juju's doing. I'm really. 
I love Juju. I don't really want to say any bad things about Juju. I'm just no. going to say I'm confused. I'm there, confused. The critique, the main critique was Juju is here, but Juju hasn't arrived. Yes. Which so honestly, she has, yeah. If she um, hasn't quite reached that next level, which is what they're looking for. Panchina, like, took my breath away. Her kitty, Hello Kitty Couture was or not Hello oh, Kitty, so good. Kitty Girl Couture was so good. She was like this gem-crusted, <laughs> naked sphinx cat with cat. I was Egyptian she was like an Egyptian vibes. Oh, it yeah. was so good. She had, so good. T- she had six titties, very cat-like, but good- very fashion and just, oh. So good, so pretty. The other one that I liked was Janie Jacquet's Kitty Couture, where she looked like a Kitty Cleopatra. Ah, uh, but see, that was hard to like. That wasn't as exciting because it was right after Panginas. Well, it wasn't as exciting, but it was still a good look. So, and I kind of actually found her underwhelming and overall in this one. I know she was in what the top we... two, but I actually was. I I found her. It was very safe for me, but that was just me. It was a safe look. And then, so out of all, so those were the highlights. What were the lowlights with Jujubee? Who was your lowlight? Um, honestly, um, I don't know if it's a lowlight or just like a funny thing, but like, did anyone notice how Ru- Jimbo's RuPaul look? She kind of just looked like the, the Wish RuPaul ornament. <laughs> oh my God. And yet Jimbo, <laughs> no, I liked it. It's just like I did. Did anyone else notice that he yeah. looked like Rue, like to a degree? Oh yeah, he no, it was great. Like it was great. Um, I loved Pangina's RuPaul look. Um, oh. Cheryl, I don't know what the fuck Cheryl hold it. I don't. I don't know what was going on. Uh, I don't know, darling, uh, darling. Know. Poor, poor Cheryl Hole. She tried so hard. She tried so hard and she went home just as mediocre as she came in. Can we talk about the drama though on that episode? Bag of chips' piss ass attitude. No, was it that? No, it was the next episode. No, it was that episode that she had to do the dress and the way it was edited was showing Pangina doing the dress for her. Oh, well, she just kind of had a poor attitude about having to actually do anything herself this entire season, it seems, because she didn't want to make a dress and she fucked the dog on that and then in west end wendy's which was the next episode which we're going to get which into is the now, last episode we aired yeah which aired. It, aired, it aired on tuesday this week um so that episode um she didn't get the role she wanted and then just like biffed around and got really upset and was super crusty because she didn't like the role and therefore wouldn't do anything with it i don't think there was no i don't it doesn't even feel like there was an attempt at least from the edit no i think what was it um all the other girls and they said this all the other girls were like well i like this role and they named two or three roles yeah so they allowed themselves the option and she only named one i don't get she was focused on that one role mm-hmm. which is kind of a bit uh, kind of a big role because it was Eliza Minnelli inspired role which is a gay icon mm-hmm. and of course Juju won the reading challenge which was the mini challenge yeah and she took that role for herself so of course crusty salty Baga 
didn't have any other options and she felt attacked. And then went on and on and on and on on and on and on on and on about it. Yeah, I mean, and I can kind of see to a degree where where she's made that comment because Juju was like, hey, okay, Pangina, you're this. Uh, Mo, you're because now Monique Hart is known as Mo. Mo. Mo Hot. Sure. Um, Mo, she goes, Mo, you're this. I roll. Uh, Jimbo, Jim, Jimbo, blah, 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 and went down the rolls. And then she came back to Pangina. But this was the only role nobody else had said they wanted to do. Everybody else was happy with their roles because they left themselves options. She got yeah. what was left. Because we had the little orphan Fanny, which is like the old Annie character. Um, and then we had, we the, had the like the um, Frankenfurter, the Frankenfurter, the hairspray girl. Okay. We had the uh, Meryl Streep. We had Maria Garland. from the, we had Maria. And we had Maria from uh, Sound of Music. It was Liza. It was, so we had Liza, little orphan Annie, Meryl Streep, Toto the dog. We had Frankenfurter, and I feel like I'm missing someone. Oh yeah, we're missing people for sure. Maria. Okay, Juju. Okay, let's try it this way. Juju was the Liza Minnelli character. Yeah. Bag of Chips was a hairspray character. Yeah. Pangina was Little Orphan Annie. Yeah. Jimbo was the dog. Blue was Maria. And Blue was Maria. Blue was Maria. The dog was was Jimbo. Okay, um, Janie was Meryl Streep. Yeah. Mo, oh, Monique Mo was, was Frankenfurter. Um, Frankenfurter. There we go. <laughs> Blue was Maria. I think, I think that's it. Oh, no, we got her. Yeah, no, I thought there was nine of them right now. Um, no, I think that's it. Sure. I know we forgot stuff, but um well we're forgetting um, people but those those were the most memorable people as a rusical it was very underwhelming for me i just didn't like i didn't like the concept of the rusical it was for a rusical it was silly rusicals are normally kind of grin and bear it but at least there's that like plot or storyline you can follow well this was just silly like i kind of like that sometimes they're the mockery of a musical you know what i mean like it's kind of just like a campy drag mockery of a musical and i kind of like that yeah. Like, because that's what it's supposed to be. But I think like they tried to make this one like take itself too seriously, almost in a way. And I just yeah. So this was supposed to it. be. Uh, in case you couldn't really tell because of the characters, this was basically like a singing old, competition for old husbands and singers. except Meryl Streep. Yeah. Meryl Streep. Which absolutely, was Janie was my, Janie was my highlight for sure. Jamie was my like Pangina, Pangina was yeah, really good. Oh, my. I don't Pangina think, was really honestly, good. I just like the way Janie, like, because Janie... Meryl Streep is a person where you're like, how the fuck do you like embody Meryl Streep? Because like she is very and like Janie did a put great together. job, and she so, like she somehow portrayed that like really like uptight and put together and like, and she looked like a younger Meryl Streep. She really did. Um, so they both absolutely deserve to lip sync for the win. And then so, we get yes, to those the, the craziest top. fucking lip sync I think I have ever so, seen on a franchise were, to date. I yeah, th- this so, is up there so, with the Evie Oddly Brooklyn. Okay, so we have Janie Jerkay and we have Pangina as our top two. We have Jimbo. And Juju in the bottom. 
Juju in the bottom again. Again. Now, mind you, Jimbo has been in the top twice. Yeah. Juju has been in the bottom twice. And this will be relevant in a minute as to why. So, Pangina. nothing with these rules, though. We know that. Pangina killed it as the Janie. One of a good, one of the few good lip syncs that's been coming out lately from Drag Race. Also, can I, Janie looked so good for that lip sync and that neon green number. She looked she like a did. woman. She looked she like a did. fucking woman. Oh and Pangina was just like Pangina was like whacking and kind Pangina of had and choreography, just killing just it. choreography, choreography, choreography. It was just like it, it's like she's done so that number thirteen times before recently, good. and she just did she just did it again. Like she's like, oh, I do this so, all the time. Now again, it's each queen has a certain amount of moves, but between Pangina and Janie, to me. Okay, I don't think Pangina we've even seen half it. of Pangina's moves. I don't think we have. Now, <laughs> Pangina, to me, won. And I might have to take a With COVID that. test. <laughs> no, I'm not Between kidding. Jan- oh, God. Not yeah, again. I have, like, I have, like, one of my sinuses feels fucked and my, my throat's kind of sore, so. Oh, okay. Well, I have a okay, rapid so test for in me, my house. I might take it after. <laughs> yeah, I have two rapid tests that the government sent me. Uh, I have four. So... Be, who won for you without revealing who Rupert? Who won for you? Oh, Pangina. Pangina. And of course, Rupert Pangina. Yeah. So Pangina now has two Rupeter badges. And she and, deported Jimbo. And she picked Jimbo. Served her deportation papers. Signed and served. Here you go. So. <laughs> I didn't, I, I will be honest, I didn't watch the deliberations. Oh, I did. So, they weren't really anything okay. exciting. So I'm wondering, because last episode, Jimbo tried, and Jimbo got some flack for it, that Jimbo tried to do an alliance with Juju, saying, I'll save you. If I'm ever in the bottom, you're in the top, you save me. Mm-hmm. And what did Jimbo do? Jimbo picked Juju's lipstick. Yup. So but it's all did a game, Juju try to do an alliance? It's all a game. And I like Jimbo was like absolutely there just to be like a game. Yeah. Um, I, I will say Juju, Monique is taking herself too hard, too seriously. Oh, Pangina is there to compete, but she's enjoying herself. So is Janie. And everybody else is there to enjoy herself. Monique and Bada take themselves too seriously. Jimbo was there to have a good time. And so is Juju. Yeah. No, like, 100%. And, I, and it and it sucks because I know Jimbo really wanted to do the, do well in the competition, and he's a great performer. Yeah, no, Jimbo's fucking great. I've seen Jimbo. I've met Jimbo. <laughs> Jimbo's fucking fantastic. The, the big titty clown of Canada. Oh, absolutely. Oh, god damn it! I can't find. Well, can't, whatever. Um. I was looking for something to bring up, but I can't find it. So it's fine. Um, yeah, no, this the caliber of the show is just like I'm I'm so excited for every Tuesday. Because it's I know. just bananas. It's a one episode. It's a one and I love it because it comes on four o'clock Eastern Standard Time, which is where I'm in. So like you can watch it before work. I, I work at night. So it's like when I'm working, drag race season 14 is on. So it's like, I'll sit down at four. And yes, I'm an old lady. I eat my dinner at four. 
work. And watch the show because I the thing is my with my job, I have I eat at midnight again because that's my 30 minute break. So if I can't nap because I'll fall asleep and won't wake up. Yeah. For like and, and it's happened to me before where I've woken up an hour later and my boss is calling me saying, Where the hell have you been? Yeah. So I'll <laughs> eat something, but I'll eat my dinner or my lunch, because I don't eat breakfast. My lunch at four o'clock. And watch Drag Race UK and just have a ball. I love that. Yeah, I watch it on I watch it on Tuesday by myself when it comes out, and then I watch it again when Byron gets home with him. So I like really get to like obsess over all the details. Yeah, that's really it's just one get of the, into it. It's one of the few seasons like I've watched the first episode two or three times, and I've watched the second. I'm gonna watch the second episode and third episode. And again, because it's good. And can I just want to say it's because you actually bought Pangina merch. I did. I did. So she released here. I'll pull it that uh, she released. OK, so she's been releasing T-shirts. If anyone's noticed, she's been doing like these limited sale T-shirts and they always sell out. So she did a pre-sale on these masks with it's her getting ready in the mirror saying, I'm really good at taking I'm really good with taking criticisms and penises and it's on a face mask. So me and my husband ordered one and we're going to put it in a frame and put it up on the wall because it's just like, it's the perfect Pangina so quote. And, yes. um, but you had a great experience with her team. You were telling, you were talking oh, yeah, before. because you were ordering through heels, uh, um, heels closet, which is like, they sell like drag things and stuff like that. Um, so that's who she's been doing like the merch through and stuff like that. And um, yeah, no, the customer service was just like super, super, super nice. Like just super nice. Yeah. They were so friendly, so kind. Um, was telling me that they're passing on all the messages of support to Pangina. And yeah, it's just, it was a really nice customer service experience. Yeah. So we, we mentioned, because I brought this up because you said we we're going to come up that you thought whoever won UK versus the world was in possible line to succeed RuPaul. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Like Brooklyn hosting Canada's drag race, but that's more labor laws than anything else. I, yeah, I feel like that's labor law shit. But Pangina hosts drag race Thailand. Yeah. So it, that is a case where she could possibly be hosting. She's a shoo-in. She already has a hosting experience. Yeah. No, I know. That's why, like, I mean, and she's, like, her and Janie lip sync this week, they were the only two people with badges, and now Pangina's the only person with two badges, and that's in episode three. So, I mean, like, yeah, this is a, this is a fiery season. I can't wait to see what these, I think, nine episodes bring. Or something yeah um yeah yeah it's no. one of those where it's like hmm we've already seen sometimes where the front runner you can kind of tell who production and rue are favoring this is one of those times absolutely also because you brought up dinner i'm making um i'm making tostones today tostones yes tostones <laughs> with rice are you and doing beans a garlic? what are you doing a garlic sauce um i don't know what i'm gonna do for sauce actually i might just use sweet chili sauce <laughs> it's not very go. it's not very latino of me but 
I have it in the fridge. So well, there you go. No, um, I like just I like dipping tostones in like any sauce, like all the sauces. <laughs> oh, I love it. We used to do. Um, I love going to like the the Cuban restaurants because they do the tostones mm-hmm. with like a garlic oil dipping sauce. Mm. Oh, well, I do have and the, the mariquitas. Mariquitas, I love which are the plantain chips. Um, those are the best with the garlic sauce. Cuban garlic sauce. I'm looking up a Cuban garlic sauce. Mojo? Mojo. Mojo? Mojo. Okay. Yeah, I'd it's a mo- it's mojo. There's well, there's mojo sauce and there's mojo for marinade. Oh. Yeah, mojo is like any things. sauce, but mojo is from the mojo marinade is just when we do yuca or cassava, it's just oil with garlic and onions, and you cook the onions down to their sauce and you pour it over. Okay. That's good. I mean, I always used to bag on my mom, say, You're a horrible cook. Now that when I started cooking, I'm like, Okay, how does mom do this? <laughs> okay wait actually ooh, all i need is some lime juice and i could do this one because it's just <laughs> garlic lime olive oil dried oregano cumin salt and pepper there you go yeah i picked this one because um it had a picture of tostones beside it <laughs> there you go. So i think i sent you Okay, the stone is, I don't know, the recipe should say it, but you have to flash fry once to soften, yeah. press, you know, and flash and then fry it again to, to cook. Yeah. You know what I'm going to have to send you? I'm going to have to send you, if I can find it, a tostone press. Oh, I usually use a frying pan. <laughs> oh, my mom used to too. That's how my mom used to do it. But or my mom I use a small cast iron skillet. <laughs> That's what my mom used to do too. My mom would get a, like a, a frying like the the cafeteras you know to make cuban coffee yeah and she would smash it with that yeah like anything nice and like solid steel and heavy yeah and then like if i don't want it to get stuck to the cast iron or whatever i'll just like i'll put down like wax paper or something so they they look nice and pretty still and i'll just yeah. and i'll just like put a whole oh. bunch of them together and then i'll smash them <laughs> i just have to do i have to i just want to get it to you just for shits and giggles like because it's like a tortilla press Oh my God! Can you use it as a tortilla press? If you make baby tortillas, sure. I mean, I'm, my cats do love tacos. <laughs> yeah, you can make them, well because the tortilla presses don't really have a ridge. The the stone press is like a little spot just in the middle for you to flat put it the piece of the plantain and flatten it. Yeah, but it's good. Oh my God! Yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so excited. I got like a whole bunch of. I got a whole bunch of regular plantain, like, like ripe, like, well, not, I didn't get them like fully ripe. They're still a little yellow. Okay. They're so you're doing like maduros halfway. one day. Yeah. So you're doing maduros one day. Yeah. I'm going to do just like straight up fried plantains because those are also fucking delicious. So good. So good. Oh, oh, you know this because you're a chef. Salt the tostones right when they come up. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Otherwise, the it, oil. Uh, yeah, because it absorbs. Yes. Oh my God. My mom can never make those donuts or French fries fast enough when I was a kid. Oh, they didn't get salted fast enough? No, they get salted and they disappear. Oh, okay. Because my, my dad and I would eat them. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm probably going to do like two plantains worth of 
Dostanos today. Dostanos will be careful because they don't keep. Not like for planting. No. Oh, maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll do both then, because then Byron can take some fried plantain for lunch tomorrow. There you go. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, because I have. I started soaking the beans yesterday. Oh, you know what you can do if you have a lot. You can do um fufu. Or not fufu. Um, what is it called? Uh. Oh my god, mofongo. Mofongo. That's a Puerto Rican a plantain dish. Like you, it's basically like. Um, mashed plantains like mashed potatoes and you put like fried pork chunks or shrimp or beef or meat whatever you want in oh. it oh, okay we're doing more vegetarian things and doing more like beans and rice with plantains kind of things but that's good okay. to know for later yeah, yeah. And you, I'm, I'm your latin recipe person <laughs> now that people have listened to us outline our dinner um <laughs> <laughs> right um yeah aside from that like the only i'm going to glow on thursday this week so it'll be passed i'll have gone to glow i guess and i'm very excited for that for us non-canadians what is glow okay so glow fest um there's glow festivals that happen all over north america um but the one in calgary is just essentially um uh, like fun interactive light installations in the downtown area of calgary and yeah there's like i think like 40 plus light installations most of them are interactive and yeah you just like go walk around downtown and have a good time and i was i think like i was gonna do drag but i just don't think i have like warm enough clothes for it so i don't think i'm going to your friend and your friend's coming with you so just go have fun enjoy yeah but she would she would live if i came in drag she'd have so much fun with that too Um, well you'd have to find comfortable shoes because heels for walking you know our murder well like honestly if it hadn't have just fucking snowed two inches yesterday it wouldn't be that big of a fucking deal um but (laughs) because like other like literally up until yesterday like it was dry and spring like outside so like i absolutely could have just walked across downtown in heels for sure no problem um uh, this is yeah that's fun though but, See, they don't have that kind of stuff here in florida that i know of i think i'm just gonna like eat some edibles and drink hot chocolate have and have fun with my husband and my friend yeah oh there you go enjoy yourself and you have a birthday coming up i do i'm gonna be 37 shit Self docs before Russia. I, I told, I told, I told those we all mentioned it on Nicole's when Nicole was on that because Nicole and I are of like a similar age. Yeah. She's a couple of months older than me because her birthday is in October. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. So my birthday plan, which I talked about, is I'm going to Nicole's drag bingo show. Yes. So that's my plan. I also and Nicole's gonna kill me. Nicole has a show um that she produces called Icons. Yes. So it's based, and you've seen the advertising, but um, the show is basically um illusionists of not just drag queens, but drag queen illusionists impersonating celebrities. Like um, there's this one that does Barbara Streisand, Bette Midler, um a bunch of other queens like I Whitney Houston there's a long list of them oh yeah so I just bought my ticket to go work yeah well, and I'm and awesome. the thing, super excited for you and it's hilarious I'm sitting front row oh god she's gonna hit you <laughs> she's 
She's going to reach out and fucking touch you. She's going to reach out and touch you. You know what's funny, though? Like, when you go on the the website to buy the ticket, and it says VIP is Mm -hmm. the first four rows, and and the the thing goes, um, VIP first four rows, please be aware, performers may come out and visit. Yeah, she's gonna come out and touch you inappropriately <laughs> so I'm, by I'm, slapping you I'm across gonna, the face. <laughs> I was gonna say she's gonna come out and slap me. Oh, one hundred. You read my mind. One hundred percent. Well, holy shit, that was a that was a hell of a catch that was up. A quick time. Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess uh, we'll be back next week for more yes. shabufery. <laughs> for more shablams and shenanigans. Wow. Damn. All right, guys, well, we appreciate the love and support. Thank you guys for listening. As always, yes, we always love that you guys listen. Um, please get vaccinated. Um, get your booster doses. Uh, wear masks when you have to. Don't feel pressured by other people to take off your mask because the regulations are being pulled. Um, All right. Yeah, stand your ground. Have- Be safe, everyone. Yeah, we have Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on there. Leave us messages, topics, yeah. comments on everything. Yep. Sometimes we ask questions on Spotify. Yeah, it's all at Intercontinental Key. Yeah. We snatch that up. No, no numbers, no underscores, no periods. Just, just straight up. Just straight Intercontinental up Intercontinental Key. Yeah. Well, Trish, it was lovely talking about drag race for another week with you and i look forward to talking about more drag race next week with you as always it's lovely chatting with you and all things drag race and all things life in general absolutely well have a good weekend trish and have a good weekend to everyone else have a good weekend and catch you guys next week